right, so um, Alice O'Neill and Brendan Murphy, welcome to the to the podcast. Um, thank you for taking your time out this evening. Um, so just this is a special episode where we're going to talk to Brendan and Alice about Blarney Meals and Wheels. Hopefully, if some of, some of you were listening recently to the um, the O'Neill family podcast where we had a with great fun all together. But a very important topic came up, and it was around you know charities and and COVID and collecting money for them. So Blarney Meals and Wheels. Um, we're going to chat to Brendan and Alice about it, how it started, um, you know, how tough it's been for them over the last year. And, you know, in a few weeks, a few of us here in the podcast and a few other members of Rappi and Jay will hopefully shave our hair off um, and raise a few quid for, for a great charity. So with that, um, you know, over to you, Cormac, I guess we'll start away, yeah? Yeah, listen, great, great to have you on the on the podcast this evening guys and it's great to be able to see the people who we can blame for for getting our hair cut now in a few weeks we're, we're putting it all down to you guys so we're going to put the blame fairly uh well, we'll start with alice's shoulders brendan first seeing it was on the o'neill podcast that we agreed with it but listen i think uh, as dinny said it really is it's a great charity and and we've learned more about it since we've agreed to do this so perhaps brendan i'll, I'll go to your first if you wouldn't mind just giving us the background to Blarney Meals and Wheels how it started who you guys uh, help and and what you're all about let's start with that yeah well I suppose my name is Brendan Murphy I'm the treasurer of Blarney Meals and Wheels and I suppose we're up and running now with about 30 years and basically our our creation at the moment is the old convent hall in Blarney we have a little kitchen there that we developed and brought up to HSC specifications uh, we come under the remit of the HSC, so their rules and regulations apply to us, preparing and delivering of our meals. We're a voluntary organisation and everything is voluntary. The people who, the meals are prepared by volunteers and the meals are develop, delivered by volunteers. So uh, the volunteer, only for the volunteers, we would be where we are today. We have a great, um, great uh, number of volunteers, past and present. So uh, a big thank you should go to those people. I suppose Blarney means the reason. I suppose we just see years ago we saw a bit of a niche in the market for people living at home by themselves, a bit of isolation, things like that. So uh, we decided uh, to talk to the local health nurses and see was there a need for a meals of wheel service in the Blarney. So that was kind of the beginning of it and it grew way after that then. So I suppose at the moment, as I say, we're um, working out of the convent of Blarney. That was up to when. Um, I suppose with COVID and COVID changed an awful lot of things, which we'll say after about that. But uh, we operate four days a week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We don't do meals on Monday because Monday was the day that uh, the volunteers would go out do shopping and all that type of thing and prepare the meals for the following day. So it's four days a week. Roughly at the moment, we're doing 45 meals a day, four days a week. And we have, uh, we our routes, for example, would be, we would be Blarney Tower, Dunamore, uh, we could go from Blarney to Clohean, Clare, Clohean. We do um, Blarney, Waterloo, Whitechurch direction. And then we do Ellis's direction, which is Stoneview, Old Cockmeller Road. We do a few, more, a few people up there. They'd be kind of more Grenier, off rather than uh, the Old Cockmeller Road. So we do a few people there. And then we're up into Whitechurch after this. We are funded partly through the um, HSC, but we rely on often on donations. So... Tonight, I would like to thank Rapikin GA for nominating Blarney Meals and Beach to be beneficiaries of their fundraising event. So we're very, very happy to be involved in it. Uh, it couldn't come at a uh, better opportunity time because at the moment we are re- redeveloping a new building. We're building a we're, we're building a new kitchen, storeroom, tile facilities in, onto the old 
convent hall in Blarney, which we hope to move in there uh, probably sometime now in April uh, after level five being relaxed a little bit like that. So that's basically what it is. Um, I suppose there's about five of us involved in the committee, but at the moment it's like two of us because uh, Sister, Ru Sister Peggy, who was a great volunteer, was always, she's kind of taking a bit of a big seat mm -hmm. and we're two of the other people that are cocooning. So at the moment, there's only two of us at the moment running the running the wheels of wheels from the admin side of things and from the construction of the new kitchen, uh, storeroom and tile facilities. Now the storeroom was essential to build because one of our biggest costs is food. We could spend about 14,000 a year on mm -hmm. food. So we weren't, we hadn't, didn't have any storage. So we were buying it, buying every week. So when you're buying every week, the bills add up. Whereas if you can buy in bulk, go to cash and carry, uh, that would be great. But we had no facilities or no storage room for that type of thing. So in our new facilities now, we'll have a large storeroom, which we can hopefully uh, reduce our food costs. So basically that's the kind of gist um, of it. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Just a couple of quick questions on that. Uh, do you guys prepare all the meals yourselves? And we thank you for sharing the pictures of the kitchen, the, the, your new kitchen. It looks fantastic, real modern kitchen. So we're mm -hmm. only too happy to try and help you guys out and, and funding that. So do you do all the, the prep yeah. meal, the cooking and it's all, all that by volunteer, Volunteers, I suppose, who, who work in the kitchen. You, um, we used to have about four people working in the kitchen. They were all volunteers. They go in about quarter to eight in the morning. They prep all the veggies, um, cook the meat, whatever it was, and they would have the meals ready for uh, half eleven, quarter twelve for Alice and company to come and collect. Uh, the meal would consist of uh, they would have to be different menu for every day. We would uh, nutrition would be a big thing in our in our um, in our field. And um, when we would take on somebody for a meal or somebody came looking for a meal, whatever, the first thing we would look is, is dietary uh, problems. Have they any? allergies or anything like that because mm. we need to make sure that we're not cooking or giving them something that they can't digest. So um, they do, they prepare all the meals every every morning and they have everything ready for half, about half 11 and then they start preparing again for the next day. So yes, we have a different menu every day. Most of the elderly people that are now, it's, I suppose it's going back in the old tradition, they all look for fish on a Friday. I suppose long over the people are going up to fast, you know. So the fish are fine now. For those who don't want it, they they basically but we, we will facilitate with it the else they want, you know. So that's I suppose an old tradition on a good Friday was always fish. So we normally didn't do Good Friday, but this year because of COVID, uh, people will be confined to their homes and we are doing um, a meal again this week. They get a little dessert, you know, to make a jelly course, something like that, but to be different. Dessert every year that it gets so it's lovely, mm -hmm. it's lovely for them. And in most cases, it's it's a case for um meeting somebody. These a lot of these people are living at home, yeah, hardly see anybody by day, but they the wheels and wheels are coming, so if they have any problem, we'll try and help them with it. So so I guess just on that, yeah. Brendan or Alice, you know, some people may not be familiar with how it actually works. Obviously, it works differently with, with COVID now, but Say you make you said you made 45 meals a day, four days a week. So in normal circumstances, would people come to the convent and you know they'd sit around and have the meal and have a chat and it'd be as much a social thing? No. Um basically, I suppose if I go back to the very beginning, it was a decent we want to sit up and play anywhere. People would mm -hmm. come in, they sit down, meet, meet their friends, have a cup of coffee, then we'd give them their meal in the middle of the day and then go home after that. But we could never yep. get facility of learning. Now the HSC book uh, backed us. They said, look, if you can come up with a building, we'll give you the rent and we'll help you with the rent and all that. But we just couldn't get a, uh, 
the building simply in the village for to have a day center. Now, mm-hmm. what would happen, the meals we felt that would have been that people who, who couldn't come into us, we would take out the meals to them. And would would you guys, given obviously that COVID uh, is very restrictive in people's movements, whether they can leave the house, and particularly with elderly people, there being um, cocooned, I think was the original term that yeah. we used. Uh, like, are you seeing a bigger demand for your services throughout the last 12 months? You know, have you mm-hmm. seen more of a need, more people who need what you guys, the, the volunteering that you guys do? Yeah. During the first phase of the lockdown, our meals increased. I think that's one stage we were 70 to 80 meals a day at that wow. stage. Um, wow. We had to move our, our, our operation from the convent because of the two-meter ruling, we couldn't have four people inside the kitchen. So... We, we were at a crossroads really. We said, like, we're we going to do it also. We said, look, what we do is we have a few bob, we'll source the meals locally. And but it would already be mm. short term because financially we couldn't give guys up. We then uh, we now source our meals from the Castle Hotel. And basically they were able to um <clears throat> handle the big the, the big increase in the meals for us at the time. And also we had a little bit of a problem with COVID community said a lot of our um volunteers would be or they'd be up in their 60s, 70s, with a few people in their 80s. And they all stood down because of health reasons. So we could understand that. Then um, Cox City Council came up with this COVID-19 voluntary groups. Uh, it was basically like that. Uh, we're two members of each organisation in the parish came together. And they said, look, we try and help people who can't help themselves. So we asked them to, would they do take out the delivery of the meals for us? And they said they, were, they would. So for a few months when we were trying to think about what we were going to do next, uh, Kate Durant and her volunteers delivered the meals for us. So we were, I think, 70 or 80 days, uh, seven or 80 meals a day at that stage. Well done. Fabulous. Fantastic. So tell us, Alice, how long are you yeah. involved with um, Blarney Meals and Wheels? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I'd say around 20. About, <laughs> I'd say around 20 years, yeah. Um, I came on board because somebody... Uh, from the area was ill and they asked me could they get the meals and wheels in Blarney and I approached sister Peggy then and she said they didn't really cross the Mallow Road you know it was kept to the the village tower that area smaller area then now she said to me if you can get enough people to do the route um, we'll do that so I got local people, Teresa Hearn, came on board, Elatine, Carmel Buckley, and a few others. Now, some of them helped in the kitchen, some drove. But sadly, that person, that uh, family that had approached me, they passed away. So there was no need for it then. But they continued for a, a number of years working there. So I always enjoyed doing it. So I continued uh, up till the time there when a lot of people won because I'm over 70, because yeah. of the COVID, I stopped it. But missed it so much. Um, against my family's wishes, I went back and did it. And now am I delighted because I'm fully vaccinated. Brendan oh, and his team oh, got us well all So I keep saying to them, no. <laughs> so um, it's Brilliant. a wonderful service. Yeah, I, I really um, read great satisfaction and... Um, enjoy visiting the people and as Brendan said some of the people may not have seen anybody until you arrive on at quarter 12 or 12 o'clock with the meal and you'll have a little chat and um, 
you know, they'll t always asking any news, especially these days. But, Absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. a great yeah. 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 And, long may it continue. Um, just long may it continue. And on that note, guys, I'm sure the last 12 months must have been really difficult to do any fundraising. I know, Brendan, you said you're part funded by the HSE, but I'm sure there's quite a, a, a shortfall in terms of uh, the funding you guys do because like that's delivering a lot of meals every single day. Um, you know, anybody who's worked in a, a kitchen or a restaurant will know it takes a lot of effort to deliver 70 meals um, a day. So that's costs a lot of money. So how do you guys normally fundraise uh, under normal circumstances and how hard has it been in the last 12 months to, to fundraise? Well, I suppose we're partly funded by, funded by the HSE, but like when we get our check from the HSE, the first thing goes is a thousand euros on insurance. We have yeah. to pay for rent, which is another thousand euros. So if you probably get from the very before you buy food, the containers, all that kind of stuff. So basically we, we look uh, we look for uh, donations from a lot of the, the organizations around the parish. And uh, without naming them, they have been all they've been very good to us down through the years. You know, they've always come with some few bob anybody that had a few bob left over, they would give it to us. So and we do charge a small fee for the meals. Uh, the recipients, uh, they give us five euros a meal, which is about 20 euros a, day, a week, and they're happy to do it because, I mean, they get a lovely meal and they mm -hmm. get a lovely dessert. Mm -hmm. So basically, we rely on people's, you know, people give us what they have if they can. So we're delighted that this is coming at a great time because to build our new building is that because it's 50,000 to build it and three fit it out, for example, a cooker is 7,000. They're also yeah. three to build this and three fit it again. Uh, um, that's the kind of cost we're talking about. So this now is coming at a very good time for us. And we're delighted that you've nominated us as one of the beneficiaries. No, absolutely. It's a pleasure to do it. So we might get a dessert down there, Cormac, when we go visit when everything's... Uh, oh, any time at all. We might get a dessert. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. My favourite is apple crumble with custard. So if you guys do that, I'm your only man. I'll be lining up for a slice of that. We'll do anything for you. We'll do anything for you. We, we will do our best, guys, to, to raise as much as we possibly can and we'll get the word out um, over the next few weeks. I'll just quick one, Brendan. The, the, the podcast were, were, were very much GA-focused uh, uh, chat and crack that we have here. So we can't, we can't let you go this evening without checking in on your, your, your background here. Would you be a, are you a local? First of all, we know Alice is not a local Cork, Cork woman at all. We've got Alice's history. What about, are you a local, are you a local oh, I'd be blowing, man, I'd be blowing. Cork man or? I know I'm a cock man, but I'd be blowing okay. to Blarney. I think that they're 35 to 6. So I'm nearly, uh, I'm nearly being accepted as a resident, but, you know, I'm originally from Granada. Oh, you're originally from Granada? Uh, Jeez, I wouldn't. Uh, try, try and be, try be, try <laughs> being from County Loud, and then you'll know about being a blowing. You're, you're <laughs> so Ellis's relations in my area, so... No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was all our time up. I, I have been. I followed you and all that. Night. I wasn't very looking the draw there, nice. So I'll stick with this. No, we didn't have a winner. None of us were. We didn't no. have a winner no, in our club either, did he? Did we? It was. It was a great fun. Now I'll, I'll say this about the draw for the likes of Rapik and GA. We found it very difficult to raise mm -hmm. uh, in the last twelve months, and it was. We got super support in the community. Uh, for the mm -hmm. for the rebel bounty, so you know we can't we we did we did very well out of it now. So um, much needed support now, I have to say, but it was it was great to get it. So um, yeah, no doubt you'll have winners. 
Well, we will, Alice. We'll yeah, go for a drink then. We get the winners. Hopefully. We'll, we'll all go for a drink then, I'd we say. Will, yeah. But in, 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 yes. in the meantime, we'll have to go for a haircut. I was saying to Cormac there um, over the phone the other night that the last time I had short hair was April 1975 because I was born with a head of hair. So I've never had short hair. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this now. To, to, to let you guys know, it was very funny. Dinny did, we were talking about uh, his hair and his hair, as you can see, has, has gotten quite long. And he was saying, he says, you know what, Cormac? He says, when my hair was growing long, I thought I'd look like the Italian player Maldini. You know, I thought that's what I'd oh, look yeah. like. And people are telling me I look like a Westmead farmer. He's like, <laughs> this has gone wrong. This has gone wrong. True story. Oh, my God. If, you, if you could sell your uh, hair, then... Uh, when you'll have it shaved off, you'd make a fortune. Would you? Would you buy it off a seller? Would you? <laughs> I believe there's a big market. Sell it for charity. But that's that's exactly um, what we needed there, lads. So thanks very much for the background. Um, we'll certainly be in touch again. Um, coming closer to the date, we're obviously going to play it by ear. You know, we don't want to be. Um, we'll wait for the Taoiseach and his colleagues to let us know when we can go do the haircut. Um, but we'll let you know and you know best of luck with the new kitchen Brendan um, congratulations first of all on it um, but best of luck and keep up the good work in the community it's um, you know it's inspirational to hear the story and it's you know it's not easy like you say but you know 30, 30 years added and 20 years yourself Alice is you know to be applauded so well done Time Thank you very much. yeah when well, you're doing something you enjoy you know you, you, you never notice the time it's, it's wonderful yeah. That, that's excellent. Okay, it's a fantastic charity, guys. Fantastic local charity. Okay. Uh, you know, and we wish you the best of luck. It's, you're not only delivering food from listening to you, you're also delivering company and companionship for the the, the half hour you're there, um, which sounds absolutely fantastic. And the, the fact that it's 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 local in our community uh, is just brilliant. So we'll do our level best to to support you uh, as much as we possibly can. We'll get the word out and try and raise as much as we can. Uh, it's the most money we'll ever get for these locks of hair dinner as well, I'd say. Um, so, uh, I think so. Yes, yes. Yeah, very good. Let it grow, let it grow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to a really special edition of the Rathpeak and Pinecast. You can find out all the details about our Shave It Off campaign on the Rathpeak and GA Club website and also the Pinecast website. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.